0: Welcome to the IG Living Advocate. I'm your host, Abby Cornett, the patient advocate for IG Living Magazine, the only magazine dedicated to patients who are treated with immune globulin products and to their care providers. Each podcast episode will give our listeners an opportunity to hear from experts on a topic important to you. IG Living Advocate, episode number two, planning for retirement with a chronic illness. In this episode, I will cover some of the ways patients with a chronic illness can plan for retirement. This is a very important topic for patients because it can directly impact the quality of their later years in life. If you are like many Americans, you may not be preparing for retirement. A survey conducted by Money Magazine in 2016 found one out of every three Americans has no savings and 23% have less than $10,000 saved. These figures are particularly alarming since retirement is one of life's biggest expenses, even without a chronic illness. It is further alarming when considering the growing aging population. By the year 2021, the number of seniors, those over the age of 65, will outnumber children younger than five years of age, and within 25 years, the number of seniors will have doubled. Many expenses get in the way of saving money, such as credit card debt, student loans, low wages, and children. But for those with a chronic illness, saving for retirement is even harder, since a large part of their income goes to cover expensive insurance plans, doctor's visits, medicines, and medical supplies. Furthermore, People with a chronic illness may be unable to work or can't work full-time due to their illness. This means there often isn't enough money to save. The population dealing with chronic illness and its expense is larger than most people realize. According to statistics, 133 million Americans have at least one chronic illness, and it is estimated by the year 2025 that number will have grown to 164 million people or nearly half the population. While these statistics sound daunting, it doesn't mean those with a chronic illness can't take steps to prepare for retirement. As the patient advocate for IG Living Magazine, I am frequently asked what steps patients should take when they start planning for retirement. Here are some of the steps I recommend. Step one may come as a surprise to many people. Talk to your doctor. Because you have a chronic illness, your doctor needs to be part of this discussion for several reasons. Your doctor can advise you on the likely progression of your disease and whether or not you will need special medical services, equipment, or food. For example, if you have a neuromuscular illness, this may mean you will need to make your home handicap accessible in the future. Your doctor can also advise if you might have to reduce your work hours in the future or retire early due to your illness. This information is vital for helping you set a budget to plan for a projected cost. Step two, after you have spoken with your doctor and determined the likely progression of your disease, you need to determine how much money you will need to save to be able to retire. While this may sound obvious, it isn't. According to a study conducted by Age Wave and Merrill Lynch, 81% of Americans say they don't know how much they will need to fund their retirement. Because of the complicated nature of retirement planning with a chronic illness, you may feel your best option is to seek the help of a professional financial planner to help you plan. If you choose to use a planner, finding the best one doesn't necessarily mean finding one who specializes in clients with a chronic illness. What is important is finding a professional who has integrity and is willing to think outside the box. After you have chosen a planner, it is up to you to provide the details about your illness and what your future needs will be. If you do decide to plan on your own and you don't feel you need the services of a financial planner and are trying to determine what you need to save on your own, a common guideline for retirement planning is to aim for replacing 70% of your annual pre-retirement income. This amount can consist of savings, investments, Social Security wages, and other income sources such as a pension and part-time employment. A recent retirement survey estimated the average amount needed to retire is $738,400 with $260,000 of that amount allocated towards healthcare costs. Of course, this amount will differ from person to person based on individual needs and lifestyles. When deciding how much you need to save, remember numbers are averages you will need to estimate the age you plan to retire as well as any additional amount you will need to take care of your illness. Like the social security calculators, there are several good retirement calculators that you can utilize to help you reach your goals. Step three, consistently save money. This is the hardest step for all people, regardless of whether they have a chronic illness or not, but it is the most important. If you are planning on retiring, you need to constantly save money, even if it's a small amount. While it might not seem much at the time, the balance will build up. Trust me, your future self will thank you for every dollar you are able to save today. When determining how much you need to save, the common guideline I mentioned is to aim for replacing 70% of your annual pre-retirement income. To accomplish this goal, you need to prioritize your spending and reduce your long-term debt. The less you owe, the less interest you will pay. Those interest payments can instead go towards savings. Step four, review your insurance. Having good insurance will help you save money. When diagnosed with a chronic illness, understanding insurance coverage becomes vital to your financial success. Not only do you need to select the best healthcare plan to reduce out-of-pocket expenses, and maximize treatments, you also need to understand disability, long-term care insurance, and life. To gain a better understanding of your needs, it's a good idea to speak with an impaired risk specialist who knows which policies would be best suited for you and to help you find the right coverage. Before purchasing new or additional coverage, thoroughly review your current policies to learn what they cover, how much they can give you, and what your best options are. You might assume because you have been diagnosed with a chronic illness that life insurance is not an option or that you are stuck with your current coverage. This isn't always the case. Even after diagnosis, you may be able to convert a term life policy into a permanent life policy. If you can do this, you can ensure security for your loved ones if something happens to you. In addition, Some whole life policies offer chronic care riders that allow the policyholder to receive a portion of the policy to manage expenses if he or she becomes chronically ill, while still having the security of a permanent life policy. If you already have a whole life policy, make sure you understand it. Many policies have an accelerated death benefit that will allow you to unlock a percentage of that benefit while the policyholder is still living. Whole life policies have a cash value that you can borrow against. Remember, though, either of these actions result in a reduced death benefit. Step five, prepare for a smooth transition to Medicare. Many people with a chronic illness require medications such as immune globulin therapies that can be very complicated financially. Compared with all other insurance plans, Medicare probably varies most in its coverage policies for immune globulin therapy. Therefore, patients who continue to receive immune globulin therapy when they turn 65 or otherwise become eligible for Medicare need to know how to successfully transition to Medicare. In fact, changes in site of care and route of administration may be necessary to ensure therapy is continued without disruption and financial strain. To be eligible for Medicare coverage, patients must be age 65 or older and eligible for retirement benefits under Social Security, or they must be a federal, state, or local government employee. To be eligible for Social Security, individuals must have 40-plus quarters of Social Security-covered employment, receive benefits under a spouse's work record, and be currently married, or have received benefits under a former spouse to whom they were married for at least 10 years. Under specific circumstances, individuals may also be eligible for Medicare if they are receiving disability benefits under Social Security Disability Insurance. One of the most important things to consider when turning 65 is if insurance through an employer will continue. If patients or their spouses are still working and the employer has 20 or more employees, Medicare becomes a secondary insurance until they retire. If patients or their spouse's plan to retire and their employer's insurance will continue, Medicare will become the primary insurance and will cover all approved charges at 80%, with the employer's insurance generally covering the remaining 20% of approved charges. If the employer's insurance will terminate, patients may consider obtaining a Medicare supplemental plan since 20% of the cost of monthly immune globulin therapy can be very financially taxing. Before making any decisions, know what options are available to you. Understanding coverage and the options involved with your care is crucial as patients transition to Medicare, especially when Medicare becomes the primary insurance. Patients should be prepared to make changes in their care to optimize coverage and make the best choices for uninterrupted care when they consider these details well in advance of becoming eligible for Medicare. In conclusion, while the above-mentioned obstacles may seem insurmountable when you first start planning for retirement, they aren't. With a bit of financial education and careful pre-planning, saving for retirement is possible even with a chronic illness. Thank you again for joining us today. I would also like to thank the readers who wrote in with their questions. Additional information regarding this podcast can be found on our website at www.igliving.com. If readers have a question that was not answered, please contact me at acornette at igliving.com. Look for the next IG Living podcast announcement on our website for the opportunity to submit your questions. IG Living Advocate is a copyright production of IG Living Magazine, published by FFF Enterprises and is the only magazine for the immune globulin community comprised of patients who suffer from chronic illness and their caregivers.